Welcome to Habershire, a small but not so humble hamlet in the English countryside. Who you know and who your family are is extremely important, but not so important as having a good reputation. But all importance of background and reputation pale in consideration of how much money you have. Today we open on the end of a play. As the curtain falls, we find ourselves in the grand ballroom of one Imogene Galloway, a 19-year-old socialite from great peerage and family money, who's a cornerstone keeping her family together. She's also a great patron of the arts and has provided her grand ballroom for a new play from local playwright Eustace Chesterfield the 15th, a rival playwright of one Nellie Flintstone, a 17-year-old up-and-comer who loves the arts and not much else. <laughs> we find all of good society here at this play as the uh, amusements in Habershire are few and far between, mostly balls and dinners, but everyone loves a good show. We also find here Ignatius Lockhart, a 21-year-old, uh, well, bit of a cad, to be honest. Hmm. Georgina Lockhart, his younger and most devoted sister, recently returned from the parts elsewhere. And one dour figure, Magnus Fitzgerald, a military man with probably a frown on his face to see such festivities take place. As the curtain falls... Applause swells, and we'll visit each of our characters to see where they are at the end of the show. Let's start with Miss Imogene, a.k.a. Persephone Valentine, the one and only, Hi. Who's, who's going to tell us what her grand ballroom looks like and where we can find her at the end of the night's amusements. So the grand ballroom of my palatial estate, I should put it that way modestly, is made of white marble with rising Grecian columns interlined with ivy in a tasteful fashion. After all, we wouldn't want to appear nouveau riche, would we? No. <laughs> I stand at the edge of a balcony that oversees the ballroom, which is where those of the most highest in society are allowed to sit, being invited up here is a great boon socially, and therefore I must be careful of who I give the privilege to. I am about 19 years old, you know, getting up there in years, needing for good marriage, <laughs> I know. But um, I have long curly hair, which is completely up in a very immaculate but very modest bun. A high-waisted purple, uh, you might say lavender if you're fancy, uh, <laughs> gown with tasteful silver jewelry because wearing gold is very, how do we put it, flashy these days, <laughs> even though I look better in it. But we don't want to talk about that, do we? No. No. And one must do what one must, make sacrifices for trends and fashion of a tasteful manner, especially if one is a patron of the arts. 
lovely, quite lovely. Next, we go to Nellie Flintstone, who scandalously was recently engaged to Imogene. Do we have to talk about that? <laughs> but broke off the engagement, much to the talk of the town. Sadly, tanking poor Nellie's reputation. Nellie, you are at this play. Uh, where do we find you? Well, hello. Um, no, I'm not doing great, actually. <laughs> the play was a total disaster. I would have done a much better job. And quite honestly, it was stolen from material that I wrote. Um, in my opinion, um, a lot of my plays are about romance, and this was a, a romance play also. Um, and I'm furious. I'm honestly furious. This should not be happening to me. I... I I couldn't marry Imogene. That so what? My whole life is destroyed now. <laughs> Very good. Okay, we move uh, over good. the <laughs> sweeping ballroom from a fuming, frustrated Nelly to one Ignatius Lockhart, who I imagine is clapping furiously. Oh, a standing ovation! <laughs> I love the culture. Of the theater. <laughs> there are tears in my eyes. I was moved by this performance. Uh, and you will find that I uh, have only had one drink this evening because I do not want to make a scene. The scene at the theater is left best to the actors. <laughs> mm, but I am standing and cheering and daubing my eyes because. Oh, what a performance! <laughs> what what do we see you wearing, Ignatius? Oh, one of those collars that go up so high it pushes my cheeks. <laughs> my hair is long and unkempt, but uh, has a, a nice bounce to it. Uh, and I have uh, one of those... I'm just looking at the, the picture of the hedonist role in the character handouts, and I'm wearing that exact jacket. I don't know how it would be described. Uh, I have removed my uh, my white gloves so that my uh, applause might be louder because uh, I've, I've found that those tend to muffle the, uh, the applause, and I do want to make sure that my applause is heard. Thunderous applause. Thunderous, yes. Encore, bravo, bravissimo. Yes. From the handsome Ignatius a son of new money and known as a bit of a hedonist around town. Also, there's a, a rumor going around that he has a massive gambling debt. Mm, Whether guilty. that rumor proves true, oh, we shall well, see. <laughs> Next, we go to the shining eyes of young 17-year-old Georgina Lockhart, younger sister of Ignatius. Where do we find you? Well, you find me... Seated beside my brother, who's making quite a scene with his very thunderous applause, and while Georgina initially does rise to the occasion and join him in his uproarious cheering for this fantastic performance that we have just recently witnessed, her eyes are also furiously darting about the ballroom from behind her very lovely and modest lace fan as... She's 
searching for someone in particular. You see, it's been 12 years since Georgina's been amongst the company of the folks in this town, and she is most anxious to become reacquainted with one Nellie Flintstone. She's arrived this evening in a beautiful white ball gown uh, adorned with golden trim and golden jewelry, her hair all arranged on top of her head in glorious golden curls, and an array of feathers. Ooh, quite lovely. Yes, Georgina Lockhart, the talk about town, has come uh, from new money. The Lockharts are from new money, and there's a rumor about both of them that it's blood money. Ooh, but who cares? <laughs> money uh, stained with blood or not is good enough for the likes of us. <laughs> and still further into the crowd we push to find the upright figure of Magnus Fitzgerald, a career military man of the prominent Fitzgerald family. Magnus, where do we find you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Standing very much, very much in the back. Back, back, as far as I can, back pressed against the wall. You see Magnus, perfect military corner, red coat, extremely fine, perfectly buttoned in every single way, Freshly shaven that day, as he is every single day. Not a single hair out of place. But when Ignatius invited him out under the false pretenses that they'd be getting a nice supper at a very esteemable restaurant, he decided to throw caution to the wind and allow one little curl to come down his forehead, (laughs) making himself very debonair and dashing. And now that he's found himself in this very... Free-spirited establishment, he is trying desperately to fix the hair so that it is all square again. (laughs) I tried at intermission to get Ignatius to leave with me. He simply refused, and so now I'm standing in the back doing my best to not applaud but look like I am. I want to give no (laughs) help to this noise, but I want to be polite. So it's just hands coming as close together as possible. All of our characters are young, rich, and probably hot, but I'll leave that up to your own imaginations and tastes. And all of our characters today in this Jane Austen novel we'll be creating together have a desire that they're very much trying to achieve. Let me just go around and actually introduce everybody. We've got Brian Flaherty, who's your usual GM for this show. Nathan Yaffe. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Emma Fife. Hello. Katie Marovich. Hi. Persephone Valentine. Hi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tighten the bit. Voice. I know. Right? Oh, my goodness. Speaking voice. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> and me, your GM for today, your facilitator for today, Carolyn Page. The curtain has fallen, the applause has died down, and now the tawn moves out into the sparkling, warm, late spring garden of Imogene Galloway's palatial estate. There's a small table with refreshments, tasteful punch, 
plenty of alcohol and food for anyone who wants some. And then lots of little coaxes and little benches and bushes for secret meetings. But don't get caught having a secret meeting because it could cause a scandal. Ah. Um, so now we go into the after party of the play, which usually goes on late into the night. Nelly, you find yourself perhaps staring into the punch bowl, furious <laughs> about the actors and your work being taken. Yes. As Eustace, the playwright himself, comes up to you. Oh, uh, Miss Flintstone, good what? evening. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Good evening. Yeah, whatever. I'm a 17-year-old girl. <laughs> well, I'm 24, so much older and worldly than you. So? Gosh, you bring out the most childish ways in me. What did you think of the uh, show this evening? Um, it was a total rip-off of my play... The Angel's Glass Foot. <coughs> the Angel's Glass Foot. That piece of trash. I saw that last spring when you produced it here at Imogene's... Oh, sorry. I shouldn't bring up that name. Probably a bit of a sore spot after you. Well, why did you break off the engagement anyways? Well, that's getting quite personal very quickly. I could not marry Imogene because I did not love her. Oh! <gasps> <gasps> and also, I can't have a woman around while I'm doing art. <laughs> you know? well, it disrupts me. me. I need to focus. She's always talking, you know? I got to be alone with my art. Well, alone with your art you shall be, and I shall leave you alone now. Enjoy your drinks. I hope to have many. <laughs> he storms <laughs> off in a huff, leaving Nellie to look around the party. And Nellie is kind of like, um, whoa, what did I just say? <laughs> um, I probably shouldn't have said that. That's going to get me canceled. That's what, I think that's what Nellie's thinking. <laughs> I would like to use, in in this game that we're playing today, um, there are things called resolve tokens, which each of our characters have. So I'm going to use a resolve token uh, from Eustace to make Magnus Fitzgerald. I'm going to offer you, Magnus, a resolve token, which you can accept or refuse, Yes, to go over and... Um, Try and maybe convince Nellie that it's best that her playwriting days are behind her, perhaps. <laughs> Easiest acceptance in the world. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nellie, you, you are you know, staring at the punch bowl. You're trying to figure out what's happening uh, after this altercation. Magnus has spotted this over the way and has kind of listened in. Uh, he had heard the, the name, the angel's glass foot, over and over and over from Ignatius <laughs> over the past like three months. He brings it up every time they're together. And Magnus has been trying to get Ignatius out of this kind of world. <laughs> uh, so he, he comes up to you and goes, Nelly. Uh, Nelly. What? Is it? Yeah, it's <laughs> Nelly. What? I just wanted to 
impart to you that I thought it was such a wise decision for you to give up this this hobby and 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 allow someone else more worldly to do it instead. I, I think it's a lovely uh, choice for you to find a more noble profession than this fibble fabble that that you've been doing. And and you know what. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I see great things for you in your future. Respectable things for you in your future. I don't know why people keep saying I'm not worldly. Just because I'm very rich, extremely sheltered, and I've never left this town does not mean (laughs) I'm not worldly. It seems like you've stumbled into the definition of unworldly. But yes, I, I see, I see what you mean. I may have overstated. I would like to impart to you a bit of advice from someone just slightly more worldly than you, if you will take it, if you will have it from me. Fine, maybe it'll help my riding. Stop riding. <laughs> that's that's the advice. I think, you, what, what has it gained you? What has it gained you? Nothing. You don't need this. Choose something else. Music, perhaps. A very Music. respectable profession. I mean, I do have a violin. <laughs> I could try that. But it's just playwriting and my plays are really the only thing I have. They're the only thing I'm good at. And they get me a lot of attention. When you, when you say they're the only thing I have, Magnus looks behind you and sees your, like, giant carriage being, like, waiting <laughs> out in the parking lot. Just kind of, like, slowly turns into the carriage. Slowly I have nothing. Back to you. I have literally nothing without my plate. A second carriage play. pulls up. <laughs> you truly do have nothing, don't you, Nelly? And Imogene is going to walk over. Ooh! Imogene? <gasps> I see you got my invitation, Nelly. Thank you for extending it. So lovely of you to come. I thought you would like to see what your betters are doing. Nellie um, is extremely hurt by this mm. because of their past relationship. Magnus is just slowly backing up. You, <laughs> <laughs> Imogene? Nellie? I thought we'd be able to keep this cordial, but I see you can't. Of course I'm keeping it cordial. Still bitter about the breakup? I invited you. It does appear that you have nothing left. Nelly. Okay, that was rude. Imogene, I've done nothing other than break off our engagement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really deserve that, do I? <laughs> I think you said it all in one, didn't you? And I can see that you've met Eustace, who is now my new, I'm now the patron of. Eustace waves from over by uh, the food. He's got a yeah, little canapé halfway through his mouth and sees and gives a cordial wave to Imogene. Oh, he's got food all over his face. Yeah, he seems like a great playwright. Luckily, his talent outpaces his manners, doesn't it? I wish that I could say the same for you. I think this is Magnus's nightmare because he knows everything that's happening. He also hasn't been introduced and doesn't want to be rude. So he's just standing there very straight just kind of watching a conversation, but not participating in it. Just being like, "There's mm-hmm. Magnus. It's so lovely to see you again." Ah, oh, Miss Miss Galloway. Mm-hmm. Lovely yes. event thing. Oh, did you did you truly enjoy yourself? I know. I, 
I've heard that you are not the biggest fan of the theater. I do not find it as amusing as my uh, brother, but it has some charms for some people, I suppose. Are you sure you're not excited? <clears throat> I, I did. I happened to be looking and saw um, a bit of a joy pass your face when you saw the fight scene. Well, well, I, well, I, I, I confess that I'm so close to hitting my southern accent. I'm trying to not do it. <laughs> I was wondering it's when this is right going to happen. There. <laughs> All roads lead to Foghorn Leghorn. All roads lead to Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> this is just where I'm going to go. Um, I do confess that when I saw blades drawn, I was unaware that such a thing happened on stage. However, it was pure poppycock what I saw on that stage. Mm. The stances that those fellows took would never pass muster in my regiment. Well, then perhaps you'd have some interest in training our actors in proper stance. Magnus kind of like leans back and goes, well, I, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I am, well, I... I don't pride myself on a great many vices, but I do believe that the arts are one of the few valuable ones that one can put one's effort into. And if you notice some faults with the actors, I would, well, I would be amiss if I did not ask if you would assist. Um, Ellie is getting, or no, what's my name? Nellie. Nellie. <laughs> Close. Ellie. Uh, no, Nellie is getting pretty upset by this, obviously. And so she says, um, excuse me, I've actually You're got. Excuse. I didn't mean it like that and you know it. Mm. I've got a new play coming out called The Timber Swindler. <laughs> and it's about a man who swindles timber. It's going to be fantastic. I just need a place to put it up. Yes, perhaps you can swindle some money to get it funded. Yes, oh, you know my father has money. I know that your father doesn't support your dreams, which is why I support them. As your fiancé. <gasps> Magnus desperately needs to cut this tension, so he's just going to give it. I would be happy to help your fellows learn proper military technique as long as they are willing to train in under my tutelage and instruct properly if you're going to be putting sword play on that stage it might as well be done correctly into my standards that is so generous of you and it will be lovely to spend some more time with you um, Nelly just goes yes. like this. She bats her eyelashes <laughs> a little bit too hard. She's turning red. It seems like this is very uncharacteristic for her. She's trying very hard. She's very sweaty. <laughs> Observing this from across the room, uh, Georgina uh, turns to her brother and kind of like tugs on his sleeve a little bit and says, mm, yes. Brother. Yes, darling sister. Is that not Lieutenant Fitzgerald, with whom you spent the majority of your childhood whilst I was away? <laughs> it seems to me that he has made Miss Flintstone most distressed. You simply must go in there and intervene. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, I wouldn't want anyone to be distressed on such a lovely evening. And I shall join you. Great. 
more the merrier. They are all around the punch bowl, which is where I uh, was headed anyway. <laughs> I think Magnus spots Ignatius coming. He immediately sees an out and then uh, spots Georgina next to him and just kind of goes, oh. It's kind of like a rock in a hard place type thing. But he sees Ignatius <laughs> kind of like, oh, Ignatius, uh, you, you said we'd be off after just uh, one drink of punch. I have had my requisite punch, and I think we should uh, make our leave. You know I say a lot of things. I can't get this guy out of the house if you don't <sighs> lie a little bit about what you're doing. He's you very do, particular. You, you didn't even know things. we were going to a play this evening, That's did you? because you lied to me. You yes, lied directly lied to, to my face. And uh, I, I, I put, choose to trust you. I put, a, I put an arm around him and, and do like a, like a bro-y arm punch thing. He's just, he's just trying to make sure that the, the uniform doesn't get mussed. He's just kind of looking around like, Ignatius, Ignatius, stop, stop, Ignatius! <laughs> ah, 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 this one. Certainly ah, my punch. brother would not lie, as he is a most upstanding gentleman, aren't you? Yes, of course, sorry. Uh, lie is the wrong word. I am merely creative with my use of words in order to achieve the desired result. Uh, He's extremely creative with the truth as well. Mmm. So much so that it has lost all meaning for him. This punch is delicious. Uh, so, Natus, this is your sister? Yes, indeed. Uh, Georgina uh, uh, is... Uh, Fresh to town and uh, looking to make acquaintances. Isn't she lovely? Indeed, it is such an honor to be back here at this lovely estate. Why, you must be Miss Galloway. I don't know if you recall, but we were girls together before I, I left with my parents some 12 years ago. It is... Most delightful to be back in your lovely home. Imogene looks even sweatier. And like, this is something... So something you should know about Imogene is that she likes to plan things. And if things even go the slightest bit awry, it's bad. I do indeed remember you, Georgina. I remember that we grew up together with Nelly. Indeed. Oh, yes. Miss Flintstone... Georgina. <laughs> so delightful to see you again. And Georgina uh, holds out a hand to her, like, as if it should be, <laughs> as if she should, like, get her hand kissed. And Melly just kind of squeezes it. <laughs> just squeeze the fingers. Squeezes the fingers. As mm. Nellie is milking awkwardly Georgina's <laughs> hand. Oh, no. Um, Imogene Y'all Galloway's... can't see the motion, but it's milking. Yeah. <laughs> Imogene Galloway's uh, butler, uh, Jorvis, um, which is a real name, Jorvis comes up uh, with a deep bow and says, Milady, it is time for the dance to begin. The musicians are ready to begin uh, at your leisure. I see. Tell them to get started presently. Of course. But do announce it so that people have time to find partners. We can't have an incident occur like last time. You remember of what course. Victoria did? Madame, Victoria is not welcome back. No, she is not. 
you see Jorvis in a very proper uh, coat and tails of a butler go up to uh, a little dance floor area that's been laid out amidst the grass and twinkling candles in this um, warm spring English garden here in the evening. And he uh, takes his little, you know, butler's staff? What do we call that? Like a major domo staff kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. And you hear three raps uh, on the hardwood floors that have been that have been laid out uh, in the grass here and says, <clears throat> Good folk of Habershire, it is time if you would be so kind for a dance. And he claps white-gloved hands and... The musicians strike up a thrilling dance, which probably has a name like quadrille or something. We decided to not play this game with too much historical accuracy, so who knows? Maybe it's a rumba. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to hear something that is vaguely orchestral. It's a nice tale style dance. <laughs> yes. It might be orchestral or it might just be whatever I could find, duty free. <laughs> Great. Love it. Duty free. Uh, duty bought free, it at the yeah. airport. Duty free. <laughs> yeah, um, so now um, all of our young people can find uh, partners or not. But first, the um, first to approach very quickly is uh, a young lord named Grantham Gilliam, who approaches Georgina a little sweatily. <laughs> um, my good lady, I, 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 I'm Grantham Gilliam. Um, I've been, I hope it is not too forward to say, uh, admiring you all night. Your shoulders are quite lovely. Oh, <laughs> coming in hot. And I would be quite honored uh, to have this uh, dance with you this evening. Well, uh, Mr. Gilliam, uh, it is very lovely to make your acquaintance, and I shall be delighted to join you in a dance. And she'll take his arm to go to the dance floor? But as Georgina starts to walk with him, she like very intentional, like even though he's got her arm, she's sort of leading him a little bit so that she very intentionally just brushes up against Nellie's shoulder. Ooh. And perhaps, Miss Flintstone, I might beg the honor of your hand for a dance later in the evening, if you should be so inclined. Uh, why don't we just do a three-person dance right now? <laughs> why wait? <laughs> the scandal! Magnus is sweating. <laughs> that would be, um, uh, perhaps after, uh, perhaps we might have a three-way after, this, a three-person dance after Sir, the dance. This is a among peerage. <laughs> well, it is perhaps a little unorthodox, but, you know, what better way to make a great first impression at my first ball back in town <laughs> than to do something that could be seen as quite scandalous? Let's <gasps> do it. <laughs> so the three of you <laughs> take to the floor... All eyes are on you as a new 
style of dance. There are rumors, titters from the crowd, gasps. Everyone is whispering behind their hands. And perhaps some think that Georgina has brought a new dance uh, from where she has returned. Georgina, where have you come from? Where have you been these past 12 years? Well, these past 12 years, my parents and I have taken up residence in London. So you know that Georgina is quite modern and brings some uh, very uh, newfangled ideals from city life. Oh, quite lovely. Yes, everyone in the town thinks that this must be a new type of dance that you've brought. And they also know your reputation of being highly eligible, as you are a very rich, very single, pretty young woman. (laughs) (laughs) And so all eyes are thinking, oh, perhaps Nelly has thrown over Imogene so she could dance freely with Georgina. (laughs) So the three of you dance. Let's see, how does it go? Is it awkward? Are you graceful? What kind of dancers are we? Well, Georgina is a very graceful dancer because, you know, in order to be an eligible heiress, knowing all of the latest dances is paramount to your success in the marriageable season. So she dances with the lightest of grace, passing herself between partners effortlessly, turning about on her toes, curtsying, and generally making a understated and very modest sort of spectacle of herself. It's very evident that all eyes are meant to be on her, though she doesn't do much to very actively call attention to herself. Just very coyly. Hmm. And how about Nellie? Um, I feel like Nellie has been kind of stuck in a bad mood. (laughs) Um, since the engagement was was um, ended and the town has kind of turned against her a little bit. So this is maybe the first time she's like had a good time since that happened. Mm. I, I, I picture the engagement ended maybe like a month before this. Mm. So for Nellie, this is this is fun. So Nellie's like actually smiling and like not pouting with her arms crossed anymore. <laughs> And poor Grantham is having a hell of a time. This guy was not a good dancer, really, to begin with. And he is, he's not doing great. He's, like, stumbling a little bit. Uh, and after the after that dance, the first dance, he kind of uh, bows out and, and will watch only with eyes for Georgina for the rest of the night. But as the rest, this dance seems to have caught on, and the rest of the ton is taken with it, and people are three three pairing up throughout the party. The 80s are over, and you're not kids anymore. Now is a much darker time. Something happened to you, and you got touched by the weird, and it made you wild, and it made you powerful. This is the world of The Lost Bay a suburban gothic RPG. A fever dream set in 1990X and inspired in equal parts by dark fantasy, horror classics, and the 90s indie culture. 
After years of development, and thanks to the feedback and support of a community of early enthusiasts, The Lost Bay is coming to Kickstarter. Featuring a full rulebook and complete setting designed by Eco, kick-ass art by Evangeline Gallagher, killer maps by Strega Wolf Vandenberg, and six additional modules by some of the coolest designers in the indie scene. So go to thelostbayrpg.com to be notified on launch. That's thelostbayrpg.com. As we watch this, I'm interested in Imogene, how Imogene's feeling about Georgina and Nellie dancing together. Not pleased in the slightest. <laughs> well, Georgina just invited Nellie to make sure that Nellie had an awful time, and now it seems she's mm-hmm. having a great time. And not only that, she's dancing with their childhood friend that Imogene hasn't seen in many years, but remembers quite fondly Ooh. in a romantic sense. From days in her youth, where she chose Nellie over her. (laughs) And she never quite got over it. Not Mm. at all. Mm. Very interesting. How does she turn this into her favor? (laughs) (laughs) While you're thinking about that, I'd like to offer and remind our players and our audience in this game of Good Society... It's very cool because we're not only playing one character, we're also playing connections for our characters. That the players made connections for their characters and then we switched them all up so they'll be played by different people. So perhaps some of our other uh, characters are there. Perhaps Callum Lockhart, Ignatius and Georgina's father, is there, or Daddy Flintstone, Nellie's rich dad. And I imagine definitely is there is Tabitha Burnstone. Oh. Mm. who is Imogene Galloway's second cousin on her mother's side and is always scheming for her ruin. Or perhaps the elderly and very lovely mama, Florence uh, Florence Fitzgerald, who is um, Magnus's ever-loving mama. And then also the sort of Ignatius Lockhart, Nathan's character, was... When his family moved away 12 years ago to presumably make their fortune in London, Ignatius was taken on as a ward by the Fitzgerald family. So Mama Florence also views Ignatius as a sort of wayward son. So if anyone feels like one of those characters would be here, maybe throw them in. I can say that Tabitha has been watching with great interest (laughs) to see poor, poor Imogene finally get a bit of her comeuppance and has been watching from the punch bowl, slowly refilling her drink, sipping in glee as this whole thing has been unfolding. And as most brilliantly, this three-partner dance was beginning to start, we heard a bunch of chitter-chatter. And for a bunch of moments, there were people saying, oh, this is terribly scandalous. And this was just the time that Imogene walked around to each of these people and says, Oh, no, no, no. This is what they're doing in London. (laughs) And very quickly, the tides did begin to turn. (laughs) Tides begin to turn against poor, poor Imogene. (laughs) Callum Lockhart is there and is watching with glee as his daughter finds herself at the center of high society. (laughs) As he was 
disappointed in himself for not being able to take proper care of her in the beginning of the ill fortune, and now he has means to provide for her. So he raises his glass and says, Ah! Must be something new from our hometown of London. We're from London. You know that we're from London. We're back from London, and we have money now. We have so much money. So much. Ha ha ha. ha yes, father. Very, very exciting. She's it quite... is exciting. Mm. It's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Daddy Flintstone, most definitely in attendance because despite his daughter's horrible mistreatment of Miss Imogene, he is still sympathetic to her cause because, you know, she's she's from a good family and he'd like to see his daughter settled with somebody of Miss Galloway's status. So he uh, he's going to uh, make his way over to Imogene. My dearest Miss Galloway, it is such a fine evening, don't you think? It is as fine as can be expected, Lord Flintstone. Tell me, how have you fared in the last month since the unfortunate events? Well, you know my daughter. She's never been one to conform with the ways of society, and it seems that she's quite eager to embrace the newfangled ways of the city folk. That's a quite kind way of saying that Nelly bites the hand that feeds her. Well, repeatedly. In earnest. (laughs) You see, Nellie's not a capable sort of child. In Mm. fact, I was very delighted to see her have settled upon you, seeing as you are a woman of great fortune and with a good head on your shoulders, and so it was my deepest desire that the two of you should end up together, that you might, some of your good sense might rub off on her, or at the very least, she might have found in you a soulmate to appreciate the unusual sort of creature that she is. I love my daughter, but making her a match is quite complicated, and I fear as she is starting to get up there in years at the age of 17 that (laughs) she may end up an old maid. Indeed, I understand as I thought that my days future spinsterdom were beyond me. As you know, Nellie and I have been close since we were children and I thought it would be a a well-suited match between my family's standing and your family's Equal standing, despite everything that Nellie does to Sully it. But apparently that is not to be. And therefore I am quite disappointed. But you know, from disappointment comes a new opportunity. Isn't that right, Ignatius and Magnus? Mmm, <laughs> quite, yes. 
opportunity. Mm. So, you mm. would be absolutely delighted to join me on the dance floor, both of you, wouldn't you? Ah, yes, this new dance craze that my sister is popularizing. <laughs> I would uh, love to partake of it. I respectfully, I would like to decline such a <gasps> kind invitation. I fear I do not know the proper footwork for this particular dance, and I'd rather not embarrass myself oh, on the floor. Oh, come on, Lieutenant. I would like to spend one of Daddy Flintstone's <laughs> resolve tokens. Yes! <laughs> to uh, try to convince Magnus to get involved in this dance. You see, Lieutenant Fitzgerald, it would be doing my family a great service if you were to partake in this new sort of dance, and I assure you that I will be able to arrange for your swift exit from this situation in which you find yourself so uncomfortable. Should you get my daughter in the vicinity of her former betrothed, you see, I am hoping that she will see some good sense, and frankly, I need her to stop using my money to finance her little theatrics. <laughs> there you go, Magnus. This isn't a dance, it's a tactical operation. You will love those. <laughs> Magnus sees the, the pieces connecting in front of him that if he can get these two together, then all of a sudden the, the theater may like kind of go away a bit. Then Ignatius will no longer be such like a layabout. Uh, and will become, like, a respectable member of society. <laughs> so all of a sudden, he does see, like, a tactical reason to do this, looks down, and, like, he looks over, clocks the footwork, and kind of watches it for a moment. You see him just kind of going, what, what, what? <laughs> Don't feel like you need your hand forced to dance with me. No. After all, it's not as if I'm the most eligible person here. <laughs> uh, I think Magnus clocks that... Imogene a little bit has is like starting to get shown up at her own event by this whole thing and I think there's like a little like he definitely doesn't like this person is like no no thank you you're, you're involved like you're you're screwing up my brother you and all, all these people who are having too much fun he needs to be respectful member of society but he but he sees this person kind of like having a rough time and just goes I apologize for my initial Refusal. I, I admit to a bit of very uh, shameful bit of cowardice on my part, but I would be happy to accompany you, b both, both of you, both of you. <laughs> yes, I'm dancing with you too. Right, right. Uh, both of it's you. It's a three-person dance. Yes, yes, Ignatius. All three of us dancing together. Yep, thank you. Thank you, Ignatius. And, mm -hmm. um, Mama... Fitzgerald, Florence Fitzgerald, who's the mother of, well, Ignatius and Magnus, but really just biologically Magnus, um, comes over. She's very old. And she goes, both my boys <laughs> dancing together. I love it. I oh, love mama, it. Mama, 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 you. mama, mama. And he's just trying to take the punch out of her hand that he knows is like her eighth <laughs> or ninth glass of punch. Mama, mama, shh, shh, mama, mama. I love you both. I, we, oh, we, we both care deeply you, for you. 
Hey, ma- Mama, wh- why don't wh- let me get you a seat? Just here's the seat. Why don't you just sit right there? We're going to do you proud on the dance floor, my boys. Mrs. Fitzgerald, why don't you take a seat and we can leave the young people to their dancing? <laughs> Ignatius, as you see uh, your adoptive brother Magnus trying to take the glass out of your adoptive mom's hand and tell her to calm down. How do you feel about that? You're a hedonist. That's your reputation about town. You got any response to that? My response is to try and get Magnus dancing because it's very easy to pick up a glass once uh, someone is not actively trying to interfere with one's drinking of it. That has been Ignatius's motto for years, unfortunately. Mm. I have lots of mottos. Despite my best efforts. That's one of them. So we see these three take to the dance floor, our wonderful host Imogene dancing with the cat Ignatius and the very uptight Magnus. How do we all fare on the dance floor? We've learned the steps. How how do our characters dance? I think that Imogene is struggling a bit because she has been put at a disadvantage. Whether intentional or not, she has now been upstaged at her own party by someone that she remembers quite fondly, but did show up at her own palatial estate wearing gold jewelry, (laughs) being very immodest, and dancing with her ex-fiancé of one month. (laughs) One! So she is not faring as well as she might. And, And Imogene, I think to make matters worse, you hear out of the corner of your ear, uh, Tabitha, somewhere in the crowd going, doesn't she look just a bit off tonight? I don't know what it is, but just not quite her best, is she? Oh, yes, she's been looking off all night to me. I wonder if she accidentally wore two left shoes tonight. <laughs> oh, Tabitha. How can you stare at her when my daughter looks amazing on the dance floor? <laughs> Sincerely, it is time for Imogene to just fade into the shadows so that my daughter can take her place among high society. I mean, she is a cornerstone, but as all stones do, she is not good at moving. Oh, Mr. Lockhart, you're such a wit. (laughs) I do try, I do try. And I, I think Tabitha heard that line about, like, stones not being good at movement and is spreading that line around the entire party. <laughs> <laughs> Just repeat, found the best joke of the party, is repeating it every fucking way. Uh, I, I, I lean in and whisper to Imogene, it, uh, it seems that uh, money has not done much to uh, improve my estranged father's manners. I wouldn't pay him any mind. How can I not... How can I not pay it any mind? This is doing damage to my reputation. <laughs> well. And I am. Things were already difficult after my engagement broke yes. up. Now I'm going to be the laughing stock of my own party. Not if you pick up the pace and dance your heart out. <laughs> I think this is where Magnus, the, the whole time, has just been kind of like st- glances down his feet, going one, two, three, and doing his Aww. best. And he clocks that Imogene is getting very upset and looks over at Ignatius and goes Ignatius? Yes? 
Now is not the time for foolishness. Now is the time to dance. Yes. <laughs> focus. I'm glad we can agree. And he like slams his hand on your back, almost like straightening up your back perfectly. Mm. Uh, leans into Imogen <laughs> and goes, just count the steps. Ignore yes. everyone else. Count the steps. One, two, three. One, 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 two, one, two, one, two, one, three. three. Ignatius, shut up. You have terrible timing. You've always had terrible timing. You count along with me. I did not know that this was such a charming dancer. Ignatius sort of like pushes the two of them together, Magnus and Imogene, and starts sort of doing like a fun, like sort of dance around them. (laughs) Georgina notices her brother doing this sort of swirling dance around. (laughs) <laughs> just really like like the wacky oh. waving inflatable arm flailing tube yes, man type thing. Exactly. <laughs> yes. exactly. It's just highlighting where to look. Yeah. Oh, oh, brother, do not make such a fool of yourself. And she comes in and like escorts him away. Uh, I was from... dancing. Uh, yes. Excuse me. Georgina, I know that you are new to high society, but it is rude to take one's dance partner and way in the middle of a song. I, I did not mean to offend. Are we doing a four-person dance now? <laughs> Unless, of course, are you cutting in? Why? Yes, I am. And I just like shoves Ignatius out of the way with one mm. arm and joins in the, to create a new tree. <laughs> Very good. I shall return to the punch bowl. Thank you so much, Ignatius. You're so This is the worst possible thing for Magnus. Now he's dancing with two people he doesn't particularly like. Ignatius, the only person he really knows and cares about this party, he's trying to get to leave, is now walking very quickly back towards the punch bowl, where he now also sees his mother has double fisting punch. Mama, <laughs> wait for me! No, Ignatius! 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 Uh, have we then abandoned the learn of the dance floor? Forgive me, Miss Galloway, but... My brother was really making quite a scene, and you dance so beautifully that I did not wish to mar your reputation with his subpar skills. Georgina, uh, as sweet as I remember, but lying is unbecoming. I only I'm not a great dancer, if I'm being <laughs> truly honest. <laughs> Well, I do my best, but I I could not hold a candle to you, no. Well, thankfully, it would seem that Lieutenant Fitzgerald, much to my own surprise, is quite an accomplished dancer, and I couldn't help but notice how lovely the two of you looked together in the dance, and I did not wish for my brother to distract from his considerable skill and your considerable beauty. If there's one thing that you're more talented with than dance, Georgina, it is definitely in speech. And as these pleasantries uh, trickle throughout the garden, the music goes on for the night, drinks are had, this new dance craze has caught on, barbs are exchanged, mm-hmm. Mama Florence is fucking wasted. <laughs> she Mama. is by the end of the night. Mama! Mama. My Mama. boys!
The night's coming to an end, um, and our first novel phase uh, of this cycle of play is also coming to an end. Is there anything anyone does at the end of the night before they go home? I call over Javis. Uh, yes, uh, Javis. I would like you to execute Operation Number Thirty-Three. Tabitha's getting uppity again. <laughs> Thirty-Three, right away. Mm-hmm. Remind her of her place. Ta- Tabitha is over by like a large cake and like all the canapes <laughs> and stuff. There's this very like precarious tower of champagne flutes or champagne, you know, goblets, and it's this like very large cake. And she is repeating over and over to anyone who will come by this great stone joke. Oh yeah, she <laughs> she is you know, a stone, and but stones they they don't move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, but it's very funny. <laughs> Jarvis comes over um, with a, a silver platter um, with a lid on it and uh, goes up to Tabitha and says, uh, Madame, you've received a message uh, that will take you away from the party. Please, there's someone waiting for you in the foyer. Oh, I hope it's not some secret admirer who has been uh, so enthused by my, my lovely uh, attitude of this evening. Uh, <laughs> what? Do, do tell, how handsome is this person? Uh, extremely, <laughs> madam, although I'm Say sure no more. you know Say no more. than I. <laughs> I am quite at my leisure this evening. And Jarvis leads Tabitha away before she can do any more harm to the reputation Aww. of Imogene. As she leaves, I go over, you know, Tabitha's been having a dalliance with this odd gentleman. I don't even know if he's of noble birth or not. <gasps> Scandalous. There is a stranger in my foyer that has been asking for her, demanding her all evening. We finally just got to go to him. Like, the <gasps> impropriety. Oh, that's quite... Uh, my name is Caroline, by the way. <laughs> I'm also here and a member of society. I think that's quite scandalous, and I'm a, as you know, a terrible gossip, so I'm going to go tell everyone that. You should go tell them that. And <laughs> also, his face looks like a could sink right <gasps> to the bottom of a lake. Oh, an uggo. Ooh, how scandalous. <laughs> indeed, an uggo indeed. Tabitha just feels a cold chill run up her spine, just goes, whew. Never fuck with me, Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> I keep tabs on you, bitch. J- J- Jorvis, Jorvis, where is, where is this person? Where is this person? Where, where are you taking me? <laughs> what, what is the the butler's entrance? like leading her around <laughs> on this wild goose chase. Where are the rest of our characters as the evening's ending? Uh, I think Ignatius uh, is several drinks deep, but he does his best to straighten himself out and approach his estranged father. (laughs) Ah. Yes. Mm. My son! Yes, if uh, we're uh, still, after all this time, referring to each other by... Those terms, I uh, thought it would... You are would... so cold to me. Well, uh, haven't... You shall ever be my son. Oh, well, <laughs> there it is. <clears throat> I was merely uh, trying to... Well, I thought I would be remiss if I didn't at least say hello and welcome you back. After all this time, I have missed you. 
your father, who is deep in his cups, just goes, My boy! I regret that we left you behind. Oh, I knew father. that the cab mama Fitzgerald was so nice, but we did miss you. Father, father, I don't know if it's the drink or the emotional of impact of the play I saw earlier, but I am weeping. <laughs> the relationship between the father and the son in the play did mirror our <laughs> <laughs> Oh, father. I have, a, I have a question for Ignatius and Georgina. What is your mother's name? Uh, our, our mother's name. Our mother's name is? Callum's wife. Yes. Um, uh, her name. Her name. She has a name. Um, Florence. Her, her name. Florence, um, her name is Chrysanthemum. 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 Yes. Oh, beautiful. Lovely name. Love it. Yes. <laughs> beautiful. And, of course. Beautiful. Can name. you help us picture Chrysanthemum? What does she look like? A little bit. Well, you see, we didn't really have money when. We were children, mm-hmm. so our our mother is not an impressive sort of woman. She looks a bit out of place in her finery. Uh, she's still very mild-mannered, doesn't really enjoy the whole society thing, uh, mm-hmm. very different mm-hmm. from her husband who wants to constantly flaunt his wealth. She believes that individuals should be valued for who they are and for their character and not how much money they can offer someone. Such an mm-hmm. odd statement. <laughs> <laughs> Can't understand it's fault. She always was an oddball, that mother of mine. Mm. Chrysanthemum comes up. She sees her husband deep in his cups, <laughs> as, as you said, and her wayward son, who she has not spoken to in 12 mm. years, she comes up and hurries Callum away. <gasps> no, Christophe, she breaks mom, off my, the embrace. My, my darling boy, I can't bear to be away from him for another oh. minute. Oh, oh please. Mother, what I... Oh, uh, hello, mother. It's good to see you as well. Hello, mm. young Mr. Lockhart. Please, Callum, come away. I have taken a a chill. And she leads Callum away um, very coldly, very coldly, barely acknowledging her son, not even calling him by his first name, only calling him Young Lockhart. She also gathers up Georgina as they depart the party. Is there anything Georgina wants to do before she leaves? Yes. Uh, Do excuse me one moment, Mother. I shall be right along. Uh, Don't take too long, darling. Uh, Your father is not feeling well. My father! Oh, Callum. (laughs) I shall move with the utmost haste, Mama. Okay, so Georgina is uh, going to seek out Nellie. Oh, uh, Miss Flintstone. Yes, it was... So lovely to get reacquainted this evening. I do hope that you will call sometime. You know, my family has quite a lovely estate, and I was thinking that seeing as we are new to town, so to speak, uh, that 
it might be very pleasant if we hosted a picnic at our estate. Georgina, um, I'm, I would love to do that, absolutely. And I'm also looking for a stage to put my next play. You hear Magnus in the background, no! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can have that picnic and talk about that. Why, I'll do you one better. What if at this very picnic we debuted your newest theatrical piece? Imogen faints. I would like that very much. We'll be putting on the play The Queen's Lunchbox. (laughs) The Queen's Lunchbox. Why, it sounds so fascinating. I mean, just the very word box. Box. It it leaves so much for the mind to wonder about. Yes, it's fascinating. I've been working on it for two weeks. (laughs) Well, I shall propose it with my papa at once. I am sure that the very idea of it will just delight him. Georgina, it was really nice reacquainting ourselves. (laughs) Really nice indeed, Miss Flintstone. Though I I must pay my final respects to our lovely hostess this evening, Miss Galloway. I, I wouldn't wish to offend her, of course, by putting your play up at our estate, but I do so think, especially given the fact that my brother is so inclined to enjoy theatrical performances, I do think that it truly is the perfect match. Well, I've got an idea. We do need a male lead. Perhaps Ignatius would be interested in starring as the lunchbox? (gasps) (laughs) Again, Magnus from the background. No! (laughs) I shall propose the idea to him at once. (laughs) Ignatius is like on his knees, just going, Father! (laughs) The lead in a play, you say? Yes, Georgina's gonna run over to where Ignatius is. Ignatius, I Uh, must be quite quick, as Mama and Papa have... Uh, said that we must depart, but yes, I have so soon an idea that I think could bring our family back together. Oh, that sounds. You see, Miss hmm. Flintstone yes. is desirous of a new venue to perform her latest piece, and she is very much in need of a man to take on the leading role, the titular role, even <gasps> of. The box in the Queen's lunchbox, and it's proposed. Queen's lunchbox. Yes. You might be up to the task. Oh, my dear sister. That sounds absolutely perfect. (laughs) I shall be the boxiest lunchbox there ever graced the stage. The matter is settled, then. I shall pay my respects to our hostess, Miss Galloway, and I, I must to Mama and Papa at once, but but do do send a letter or, or a messenger or something. Oh, no, I will send my lady's maid to you in the morning so oh. that we might make all of the arrangements. Goodbye. Lovely. As she scurries away to catch up to her parents, uh... 
she runs by uh, where <laughs> Imogene has fainted. <laughs> Oh Jarvis God. is desperately uh, has has managed to revive her slightly, oh. um, and it's everyone's. They, I think Imogene is kind of known to be a great hostess, and also not unknown uh, to have a fainting spell, not at all, whether real or feigned. I would actually love it as Imogene faints. I would love Magnus to be there to catch her. Ooh, Ooh. I love Ooh. that. Grabs her, kind of pulls her up, and. Brings Jarvis, Jar, Jarvis, Jar, Jarvis, Jarvis over. Jarvis, 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 Jarvis. Try saying that without a southern accent. Jarvis, Jarvis. I can do anything in a southern accent. Don't, don't you tempt me. I can do it. <laughs> I said try not saying in a southern accent. <laughs> oh, try not saying. Well, that's a different story, man. <laughs> he he looks at Jarvis and goes, Jarvis, my man, some water, quickly, quickly. Yes, right away, right away. This Galloway. Are you not looking with Nelly together? This Galloway. <laughs> Miss Galloway, yes. shh, shh. <laughs> call, call yourself, call yes, yourself. Yes. Uh, you must. Uh, you, you caught me. You, you, you caught me. You've had a bit of a surprise attack laid upon you tonight. I guess that's the way of putting it. Some of your tactics this evening were interesting to me, especially how you dealt with uh, that Tabitha woman I happened to see. I was... I'll admit this is not my personal cup of tea, as it were, coming out to this, but that did intrigue me. It seems that you and I might actually be at similar purposes. Whatever do you mean? It seems enemies around you on all sides are conspiring against you and seem to be pulling my brother deeper and deeper and deeper into his layabout ways. I will say the social battlefield is just another type of battlefield. So I am understanding. Thought your footwork tonight was very good, despite what others may have said. It's so kind of you to lie, but... I am a gentleman, miss. I do not lie. I see. I say what is true and what is on my mind, and what is on my mind right now is that alliance between the two of us might be advantageous for all. I see. Well, that can certainly be arranged, Lieutenant. The better part of planning is improvisation, and I see one of your enemies coming now. As we see Georgina kind of running over. Oh, oh, Miss Galloway, I'm so sorry. My my parents, they, they have said that we must depart in great haste, but thank you ever so again for your invitation this evening. It was truly a lovely party. You're a most gracious hostess, and I, I do hope that you and I shall be seeing much more of one another now that we are living in town again. Imogene starts sweating again. Certainly. I will be no stranger. Excellent. I do hope that that is so, Miss Galloway. Oh, I'm so sorry, my my mama. I, I see her. She's Georgina. Uh, she's very Georgina. anxious to go. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry about my father making a scene, but I, I do hope to see you again. Perhaps you'll call for tea. You know that is a lovely idea. Perhaps I shall. 
then we shall consider the matter settled. Goodbye. And as the cold pleasantries and warm music both echo into the night, we hear the metronomic sounds of carriages driving off into the distance, shepherding these members of high society back to their not-so-humble abodes in the first rays of the English dawn. For even in the olden times did folks party all night long. And it is in this way that our first novel chapter is brought to a close. And that's going to take us into our reputation phase, where we look at how everyone's reputation was affected by that first novel chapter. Mm -hmm. But before that, I'm going to take a piss. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to take a piss. I'm going to take a piss. Taking the piss. So now we'll move on to our reputation phase. Let's start with our, I think we got a good sense of our characters in that first novel chapter section, but let's go around and talk about our reputations. And I'd also like to take this time just for transparency for ourselves and for the audience to talk about our characters' desires. In Good Society, every character has a desire that drives them, uh, that is at the heart of their actions. So why don't we start um, with Persephone and she can tell us about Imogene Galloway's uh, current reputation and her desire, and then we'll go through each character, and then after that, we'll talk about what reputation tags we gained recently. So Imogene's reputation is that she is the best host in the town and one of the best patrons of the arts, and that sort of gives her an advantage there. However, there is a bit of a rumor, negative counterpart to that, where People are saying that the reason that the engagement was broken off with Nelly is that secretly Imogene's a harlot and is cavorting with actors on the side. Scandalous. And Imogene's desire. Imogene's desire as the cornerstone is to confess her feelings to those she loves before she has to take over all the family's business and all its organizational details and before marriage is arranged because despite the fact that Nellie uh, made the unfortunate choice to break off the engagement incredibly stupid on Nellie's part because I'm great um, (laughs) there will be another and it will be soon because I'm 19 and you know another year another second close to spinsterdom spinsterdom in fact I'm almost (laughs) there I can feel it knocking at my doorstep (laughs) <laughs> My family will Once arrange something. Once you hit something. 20, you're truly spoiled goods. And Absolutely. remember that, everyone listening to this podcast, you're <laughs> knocking on 20's door. You better get all your shit together. Yeah, there's it's no so opportunity to play that. someone that's older than me. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next, let's go to Nelly. Let's tell. Let's hear about your reputation tags and your desire. Yes. Hello. Um, my reputation tags, of course, the positive. I'm sure you already know. I am a true artist, and the town's entire source of entertainment. <laughs> I don't care about this new Eustace, whatever. I really am superior as a playwright. I do have some negative 
um, reputations that um, I can be both selfish and cold. <laughs> As I think we've maybe seen a bit already by greeting everyone. What? <laughs> yes. Um, my desire, I want to recover from the scandal of breaking off my engagement with um, Imogene. And really, this is just so that I can put on my plays and people will come see them. And also <laughs> pay money to see them. And... Excellent. Excellent. And Ignatius, how about you? Uh, yes, uh, I, uh, I may not be the best host in town, but I do have a reputation as being a, uh, throwing a very good party uh, uh, when, when I do. And unfortunately, as mentioned earlier, I do have uh, a bit of a negative reputation that I, I may be in a bit of financial trouble because I am uh, what uh, we, we in this time refer to as a, a gamer. Uh, I, like to, I like to play various games, uh, I, uh, and I spend a lot of money betting on those games and uh, buying the expensive rare cards. <laughs> to play those games. Um, and uh, my desire is to reconcile with my estranged family, which I was beginning to do until my mother abruptly put an end to that. So uh, still still trying to, to fully reconcile, but I'm glad I got a moment of catharsis with my father. Yes, your mother being one who, who prizes great, uh, not well so much as as personal standing sees mm. you as quite a cat. Mm. Let's go to your sister, Georgina. Yes, well, Georgina has just returned to this town after 12 long years of absence, and it is her greatest desire that she should make good on her childhood promise to marry her friend Nellie Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst the town, her reputation is that of a highly eligible young heiress. Though she was poor in her childhood, she's now from quite a wealthy family and has a dowry of 60,000 pounds. <gasps> However, Which is a lot. <laughs> there is a nasty sort of rumor going about that her family came into said money through nefarious ways. Oh, scandal. And uh, Magnus, let's uh, capped off with you. Magnus wants for just one thing in the entire world outside of himself, and that is for Ignatius to finally rise to his potential and get off his lazy, if I may say, ass. <laughs> I think it'd be arse here. Arse. <laughs> he has been a rival to me ever since he became a ward of my family. A brother, yes, a brother for sure. But since my mother has deemed it to be so that he is the favorite, though not her own child, I would at least appreciate if he put in the effort that I do and make himself a respectable member of society. Largely because of this, the town, the town, as it were, sees me as being very capable, very upstanding, if not a little bit uptight. 
And, you know, I think I'm okay with that. (laughs) I should also mention that the people I'm in love with are Magnus and Georgina. Yes, Imogen is in love with two people. Her old childhood friend, uh, Georgina, and Magnus. Very handsome. Georgina's testing it, though. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're going to go around and pick new reputation tags for our characters. And I think this is, we can kind of collaborate on this. Let's talk, let's talk about it. I, I would really like Magnus's to be that he is like very light of foot and that he's a great dancer. Yeah, I think that works. I think that works. Yeah. And, and I think it's that everyone else is saying that like it's a positive for the town. He sees it as a negative. He's like, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. want to be associated with it. He thinks of this as like, this is tactical footwork. This is not dancing. This is not art. This is practiced <laughs> yeah. maneuver. And yeah, anytime someone mentions that like, oh, we saw you at the ball last night. You were lovely. He's like, you don't understand. This is very precise footwork. This is very similar mm. to the fencing forms. And then talks to them for like 10 minutes about different fencing forms in foil, saber, and epee. I think that due in part to one Tabitha Burnstone, uh, Georgina has gained the reputation of being a trendsetter. Yes, I think so too. I think so too. Do we get a positive and negative one too? If I remember correctly, I think it's just whatever whatever occurred. Yeah. Yeah. I think Imogen should get the reputation of easy to overshadow. Ooh. Oh. As a rumor, thanks to Tabitha. <laughs> That's going to be a negative reputation yeah. tag. Definitely. Sort of a meek character, which is not necessarily good for someone who's the cornerstone of their family and expected to take on the family fortune. Mm-hmm. Things are not going very well for Imogene. She's been no. dumped. She got upstaged <laughs> at her own party. On the other hand, Tabitha is now known as a low... Likes to go after low-bearing fruit, so. <laughs> and is seen yes. as, um, what's a good word for slut besides harlot? I don't want to be known as the same one. Oh, oh tr- trumpet. 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 Or a slattern. Can she be a slattern? She's a slattern. Which are go- all good things we know in the real world. But yeah, in absolutely. High I am famously a slattern. <laughs> but Imogene, you do know that Tabitha has a way of bouncing back. Uh, yes, ooh, I know that um, Tabitha has a way on her back, actually. Oh! Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, snap. <sighs> uh, Ignatius, you time. had a great outburst that caused... that The, the scene uh, <laughs> with between you and your father mm. and then your mother escorting you away. Yeah, that was a little embarrassing in, in retrospect. I was... Yes, I think you might have a negative re- reputation tag added to it of being sort of unpredictable, making mm. a scene. An what do we think? An emotional uh, drinker. <laughs> yes, em- <laughs> emotional drinker. So let's say, okay, in a addition to gambling drunk. debt, maybe you're yeah. unable to hold your liquor. Yeah, it's like... I'm supposed to be a fun drunk, and now it's like I'm I'm being all melodramatic. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a good look. It's not a good look for a party animal. When you see Mama Fitzgerald right next to you, who's double fisting and has like glasses all around her, and is like pretty much fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By comparison, you look really bad. 
I do think that, you know, due in part to the emotional outburst of both her father and her brother, that Georgina's perhaps gained a negative reputation tag just associated with the behavior of her own family. (laughs) Yeah, I think totally. Um, So that would be, yeah, sort of. You're still very eligible, mm-hmm. but maybe your family. family. <laughs> yeah, yes. unclassy Trashy. family. Trashy family. There you go. Trashy Trashy. family. It's really the Bennets. That's what it is. For Nellie, I feel like Nellie is two things. Um, one is manipulative. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Using, obviously, Georgina her generosity to Mm -hmm. get a place to hold her play and then also dedicated like a nicer like i will put on my my art will continue Mm, no matter what will dedicated work considering that you've just left me (laughs) (laughs) dedicated to her art only to my art yes I wonder if I can think of a positive one for Imogene. Did anything good happen to Imogene at that party? Love a lover. I don't well, know. Well, I made the deal. I made the secret uh, deal. She, yeah, I was going to say, I think that um, uh, at least in Magnus Fitzgerald's eyes, she's quite the tactician. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's like cunning, but like just yeah, for Magnus. Cunning. Cunning. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll, cunning I'll, is a I'll good word. I'll take cunning. Sure. I'll take cunning. Okay. A cunning linguist. Yeah. And duh. This might <laughs> this might be a stretch for for Ignatius, but like if I'm gonna be starring in the uh the upcoming the upcoming play, am I am I a rising star? Is that, is that <laughs> yes. a little Yeah oh, you is definitely there a little, are. little bit of buzz about me, you know, maybe it's like, oh well he he's emotional, but he's an actor, so I love that the small town of Habershire, very far removed from London, but still with its own buzzing society, is really just like so diehard into community so theater. Into like they fucking love it. Theater so into it. It's a theater town. It's a theater town. <laughs> you love to see it. Okay, so now we're going to get, uh, now that we've got our new reputation tags, we are going to get into the rumors and scandals phase. Oh. Now, everyone's going to go around and create a rumor or spread a rumor that they'd like. And these do not have to be rumors that your character is making up. We're kind of playing the Greek chorus right now. Mm. We're saying, what rumors do the town think? What does the town of Habershire think about these folks? Also, this being a uh, Jane Austen-style story, it's highly encouraged to maybe make a rumor that's perhaps not beneficial to your character. Perhaps, and then perhaps they could be inspired by the the new reputation tags that we have. Mm. So anyone can just jump in and uh, spread a rumor. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that wandering eyes at the party may have noticed towards the end that after the dance, Magnus and Imogene were not only talking, that Magnus caught her. And that maybe the potential town <laughs> harlot, under the guise of being the cornerstone, has started to seduce someone only a month after her engagement had failed. <gasps> Perhaps it Ooh. wasn't just that Nellie did not want the engagement. Perhaps it was something that Imogene did. 
And maybe Magnus isn't as outstanding as he seems. <gasps> yes. So the rumor is that Imogene so is fun. trying to seduce Magnus, and Magnus is maybe not as good as he seems. And, but also maybe Nelly had a reason to break off the engagement that wasn't just self-serving. Ooh. Oh, mm. that's good to help you get your reputation back. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, recover from from the engagement. Okay, so very perhaps, interesting. Perhaps Nelly was was trying to help Imogene a little by pretending by not telling everyone the real reason. Mm-hmm. That the engagement Ooh, maybe the oh. second part of that rumor is like if we're gonna we can increase them, right? We can magnify them. Uh, you can spread, spread them. Yeah, you can spread. So them. as a spread point, maybe it's that Nelly has more propriety than people thought because Ooh. Nelly isn't talking about what's going on. Ooh. I love yeah, this and I want to spread that. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a game with longer sessions, we do another rumor and scandal phase at a later time. But because this is a one shot, we're just doing the one. And these rumors and scandals are going to help propel us into the rest mm-hmm. of our story. And we can use them as idea generation. So along those same lines, while we're talking about this ill-fated engagement between Imogene and Nellie, Georgina seems to have showed up at an awfully convenient time Mm -hmm. after the two of them have split. And it was well known that Nellie and Georgina were quite close (laughs) when they were five-year-old youths. Yeah. So it seems that perhaps Georgina is an opportunist who Mm. has returned just in time to swoop Nellie away now that she's suddenly free from her obligation to Imogene. Ah, and that that kind of works out because uh, Nellie is known to be a dependent. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have any money of her own. She's totally reliant on her family. And Georgina, being from new money, is in a position to marry whomstever she chooses. Mm-hmm. Ooh, can I spread another one? Do I only get one? I mean, can I start another one? <laughs> sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, this has, okay, this one, this one, I want to put forward that after Eustace's play, that Eustace's plays are far better <gasps> than Nellie's plays. <gasps> and seem to be getting some attention from the London stage. <gasps> Perhaps Ooh. because of connections that no one knew about. Wow. Oh. Wait, but I do want Nelly to be good, though. Well, these are true. They're just rumors. They're rumors. Okay. They're it's not rumor. true. And I will say, Imogene is the one actually spreading that rumor. <laughs> oh. Imogene is doing it. Ooh. Can I can I heighten that a little bit and and say that there's a rumor that like London theater critics are possibly going to be coming to <laughs> the Queen's lunchbox. To the Queen's lunchbox? Yes. <laughs> yes, the rumor has spread about town that at the picnic thrown by Georgina, now a rival host uh, <gasps> to Imogene, um, <laughs> there will be the premiere of a new play and there is possible talk of London theater critics coming to see this scandal. Mm-hmm. Very scandalous. I think that sort of a, a combination of, of sort of my various goals and reputations com- compounded with my 
emotional outburst at the uh, the play uh, that I think there's a rumor going around that I'm only trying to reconcile uh, with my family because they have money and I have debts and I'm no. just trying to secure my inheritance. Ooh, I like that one. Is it- I'll spread that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, reconcile with family because of debts. Okay. Yeah. And is that... I'm interested. Is that true? No. Mm-hmm. I, I think that... Uh, I mean, maybe a little. But I think Ignatius is a very emotional person. And just seeing his family back in town has brought up a lot of feelings and he's, you know, he, he's tried to to bury his emotions in, in a life of, of uh, frivolity and, and leisure, but, but seeing them all here again has, has made him want to have a, a real connection with them. Mm. Um, but, you know, a, a little a little money to help pay off debts wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be bad either. <laughs> Reputation. It is difficult to build, harder to maintain, and surprisingly easy to break. Take care to guard yours, dearest listener. Or you might just find yourself on the outside, looking in. Will these members of high society heed such a warning? I couldn't begin to guess. But whenever the Don finds its elite filled with this much passion, there can only be one of two outcomes. Unparalleled success or unprecedented scandal. And I, for one, will be entertained either way. Ta for now. Hey all, it's Brian. Real quick before you go, if you like this show and you want to support more great seasons, you should head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump into the dice pool. That's the name of our one and only Patreon tier that's just $5, where you'll get additional actual plays and extended talkbacks each and every month. We'll see you there. Splash. If you're hearing this, that means you listen to every last second of this episode. And if you simply cannot wait until the next episode drops, you should head over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and become a member of the Dice Pool. Flash! For just a few bucks a month, you'll get cast talkbacks, original games, and a full-length bonus actual play each and every month. As of the end of 2023, there's already over 20 hours of bonus audio, plus a whole bunch of other goodies to enjoy. So head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump on into the dice pool. We'll see you there. Splash!